welcome to another episode of the Extreme Lifestyle Living Podcast. This is my first solo episode that I'm doing and uh, pretty excited to do it to be honest, you know. Usually it's easier to have a good conversation with somebody else because you can uh, you can control the conversation a little bit easier. You have questions, you can kind of bounce a lot of things off of them. The, the, the pressure of the, sh- the entire show is not entirely on you. This episode, I really wanted to dive into my main takeaways from the year of 2021 where I really took control of my life. I like to say I found my peace, then I found my purpose, and then 2022 is all about solidifying my purpose and elevating to the next level, which is where I want everybody to go. So what led up to, before we get into 2021 and how I started with that, I'll give you a little bit of a background that how I got up to the beginning of January 3rd, 2021. So when COVID hit, I was probably at the lowest point of my life for some time now. I don't want to say like make it sound depressing or anything like that or left field, but there I was definitely, I was definitely at the lowest point of my life for at least eight months to 14 months actively trying to figure it out you know what I mean like I would say probably around 2017 is when I really kind of started stepping back from a lot of things in my life and that's what led up to March of 2020 when COVID hit and we first started going through those revelations 2017 and then it was kind of like uh, so I guess a lot more than uh, 14 months but kind of soul searching trying to find out where I can put my right foot forward and change a lot of paths in my life to make sure I set myself up for success come my 30s, 40s, 50s, and my future, right? So when COVID hit, I was fortunate enough to be in a situation where I could really benefit from being locked down and stuck in the house. Now, I know that's it's hard to even admit that because there's a lot of people that have lots of challenging adversities, but I was one of the, the few select people that was in a situation where I didn't have to struggle really hard, especially at the beginning. I was fortunate enough to work for a company that really helped us out, especially during the first lockdown, the first wave, when it was all a very big shock to the world. I was very fortunate to have a company that I worked for that helped us so tremendously with financial support. And then on top of that, having a good structure at home, a good base, and just fun, a little bit of financial stability just based on living life properly for years. So I was a little bit fortunate in that, in that regard. So when COVID hit for me, I was really able to hit the ground running. And what I mean by that is I was really fortunate enough to be able to take advantage of the time. For me personally, I'm sure there's going to be some people that can relate, and that is for me, COVID was the first time in my life that I got to actually be proactive in my life. At least that's how I felt. Like a lot of the times for me personally growing up, I felt I had to be reactive to a lot of situations that I was going through, which is no fault of my own. And a lot of other people can relate to that with uh, the way they grew up. And that's a whole different story. But I just felt like when COVID hit for me, it was uh, I had the time that I could stop everything around me and really assess. Like it was the first time for me that I wasn't reacting and trying to backpedal in my life is how I felt. So that's a very fortunate take that I have on it. There is a lot of struggles and adversity that come with that, obviously. But nonetheless, that's how I'm trying to view it. So between March of 2020 and January 3rd of 2021, 
there was, I think, three lockdowns in total, or two, and I think the third was in 2021, early 2021. During that time, I really put my head into the paper and just wrote out as many plans as I could for as many avenues of life that I wanted to while I had the time. I wrote up my plan and goal list up. I created a semi-plan to control what I could control. And what I mean by that is when I wrote up my goal list of by the end of 2021, what do I want to have accomplished? I wrote a plan of, okay, what can I control right now? Starting tomorrow, what can I move? What could I put my first foot forward tomorrow towards that goal? And then I made another plan on, okay, so I this is what I do have in my possession right now to obtain this goal. What do I need to add on to this? Like, what blatantly do I not have? What do I need to go out and get? And then you kind of make a goal list, okay, like for me doing my podcast right now. I have equipment, I have a camera, my MacBook, I have a desktop. At the beginning of this, I had none of this. So for me, I made, that's my tangible goal list. That's what I needed to get by the end of the year. So I need money, investments, and then that's how you build a plan on both sides. How do I start tomorrow? How do I start right now? And... On the alternative of that, it's like, okay, what do I need to grab over the next few months? And then honestly, I just kept nailing it home, nailing it home, nailing it home, learning as many avenues as I could. And then the second that January 3rd, 2021 started, I hit the ground running. And I honestly, <laughs> Emma can attest to this, that I did not put my head up out of the dirt or the mud to really assess what was going on until around Christmas time right now. Today is uh, December 29th, 2021, and I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't put my head up. And uh, the reason why that was was because I wanted to, I gambled on myself all year. I, I wrote the plan up. There was nothing for me to do, no left or rights. I had, I, there's, there's no more foundation. I just had to build upon what I had written out. And I looked up, and to be honest, it was fucking phenomenal. But the moral of this podcast episode is these are the biggest or best takeaways, if you will, however you, however you want to perceive it. These are my best takeaways that I've learned over the last year that if you are listening, you could take these and implement them into your year, 2022, to really help you take control of your life and elevate the areas that you need. So there's four concrete takeaways that I highly encourage everyone to listen to and just implement into their day-to-day life starting next year or this year because by the time you listen to this, it will be January 3rd when I release this episode. But start implementing these into your day-to-day structure and or just into your thought process or filters or subconscious, however you want to retain this. And really just watch how your life starts to flourish and you start to take control of your life and then you can really start to handpick what areas out of your life that you want to elevate. So obviously, you um, before January hit, I started off with a plan. Now, if you don't have a plan before January hits, that's that's okay. But just know you need a plan. You can't just run aimlessly and not know where you're going to land. You got to have some type of end goal to your trajectory, and be childish with this. And what I mean by that is have a kid's mindset. Don't limit yourself on what you where you think you can end off. Whatever your goal is, just make it as astronomically huge or massive, as big as you fucking possibly can do it. And one big mental mindset shift that I put into myself to try to help me really not have any barriers was I pretended that if I had a billion dollars, not a million, a billion, if I had one billion dollars, what would I do? Once you get your plan, the next step is, which is number one, or the four 
aspects that I want you to implement in the year of 2022 is you need to find an accountability structure or system in a way for you to stay disciplined. So I just call this accountability plus discipline. So you need to find what resonates with you for you to stay on task for your goal. So an accountability for me is I have a whiteboard in my kitchen. And that's monthly. So it's a monthly whiteboard I have in my kitchen. And I kind of erase it every two to three weeks or four weeks to stay up to date. And that's that. the one in my kitchen is the accountability for my life. My food, kitchen stuff, mine and Emma's life that we got to put in together, stuff like that. I also use Google Calendar. So I get notifications in my calendar when I got to do certain things. And then I also have my scheduler that I carry with me almost everywhere I go, which is I have my weekly schedule, client updates I got to do, episodes like this I got to do editing and other small things I got to do in my life. So I do that as an accountability structure because you got to keep on task. That's one of the things is is because once you get this goal, you got to have some way to keep you accountable. So when you look up sometimes, say like three months in, how do you know that you're actually moving forward? So that's like a tangible way for you to, okay, I have my calendar. I can look back across the T's, dot the I's, and you can see how far you've come. The next one is discipline because you can go on a huge rant about motivation and discipline and what's going to work and like, oh, motivation only lasts for 20 days or 40 days or what some people say. But nonetheless, discipline equals freedom. And that is literally a book by Jacko Willick. I could have uh, botched his name. But I read that book, and it's so true. I highly recommend anyone go read it. You can grab it probably in chapters, Amazon, wherever you want to go, Audible. I have the hard copy because it's a really good hard copy, and I think it's just nice. I like to feel the book. But discipline is honestly discipline just equals equals freedom you got to find something that resonate with resonates with you to just stay as disciplined as you can because you wrote your plan up you got your goal in mind you know where it's at you work backwards you you built the accountability aspect you got your timelines that you got to go out and do so now you just got to stay within the fine lines of crushing your plans and getting your goals crushed which is discipline you just need to stay disciplined to stay structured within yourself to get it done so my piece of advice for that would be Get an emotional evoking reason why. When you write out, say now or within the first month of January 2022, where you want to end off come January 2023, like make sure you're sitting there and it's an emotional evoking why. You feel in your gut, maybe your palms get sweaty, maybe you sweat a little bit, you feel your gut tense up a little bit. Maybe you notice your body, like you start breathing a little bit heavier. You just want a goal that's so scary to break your reality that's like shit, like if I actually get this, like what the fuck am I going to do? And that's the goal of life. So you got one life, you got to live it. But once you get an emotional evoking reason of why you're doing it, it'll be very easy for you to stay disciplined because those days you don't feel like doing it. Because there's a lot of those days, mornings you get up early because you stayed, but you stayed up late the night before because you had commitments and stuff. It's hard. So accountability and discipline are number one of what you need with your goal. And an emotional evoking why reason why will help that stay there. Number two is uh, support groups, or what I like to call as family. You need to have like-minded individuals in your corner that have the same or similar mindset as you as you try to create the new life you want to you want to have. Because I don't want to call certain people dead weight, but there's a very fine line where you don't have the responsibility to keep certain people in your life if you want to elevate yourself, as long as you're not disrespecting anybody. And also, you need those individuals to be able to give you an unbiased, honest, 
feedback to anything that you are doing. You can't resolve yourself or uh, bring your whole entire group around you as a, just a bunch of yes men, as they say. You don't need a bunch of people in your corner just telling you that you're God's gift to the world. Just fueling your ego, fueling your confidence, narcissism, arrogance, and just like making you think that you're a lot bigger than you are. But you just need some genuine, good-hearted people that really give a fuck about you and your goal and want to also help you elevate while you help them elevate. It's a, it's a law of attractions, right? And then you, this is the separate part with support groups or family. But on top of that, you got to understand your shades or levels or strings of friends because as you transition into elevating your life, gaining more control in your day-to-day life, trying to figure out where you want to go in your life, there's some people that aren't going to, one, understand where you're going or what you're even trying to do, which is fine. Two, some people are going to be envious of it because maybe they don't have the courage themselves within them yet to do what you're doing. So that might cause some drama. There's a lot of avenues we could go down with that conversation. But the biggest thing, uh, the best piece of feedback that I could have in maintaining the good solid groups that you have while trying to figure out your life and that is create boundaries within these friend groups like I used to party a lot I used to go to the gym a lot I have uh, friend groups from elementary I have my high school friend groups and then you have like your online friends that you have like when I used to live in Ontario or like playing a lot of online video games so you have like four or five different sections of friends and it's like how do we balance this right so you need to create boundaries within all these people so you make sure along this journey you don't want to get rid of everybody which is a bad habit that I have which is why I appreciate my family so much or my support group because they take the extra time to reach out to me and make sure I'm doing good because I do get very independent and if you did listen to the first episode you'll know we're trying to scale back scale back my independence try to figure trying to get more healthy interpersonal relationships but creating boundaries within these friend groups will help you allocate the right time and energy to the right people in the right friend groups at the right time so that's how you aka equal balance that's how you find balance within these friend groups so that what's number two get a support group or uh, support group or friend group I call them family. I self-define like these are my homies. These are my brothers, my sisters. We're forever people. So these are my family. But if you want to like label it support group because that resonates with you, it doesn't matter as long as you get some type of group with you. Third would be cut off these two types of people. Now, what I mean by cut off is I'll let you self-define that and however you want to let it resonate with you. I've talked about how I have a bad habit of uh, just leaving a lot of people behind. I have uh, That's a big insecurity I've had growing up. I worked on it a lot over the last few years to make sure that what I have in my life I've retained. I sit back and actually tackle what's in front of me. So cut off whatever you want to resonate like what, like what, like however that resonates with you. Do what you need to do with that information. But I'm going to explain it and then maybe you'll have a better understanding. What I kind of mean is just ignore these types of people. And these two types of people are one... People that help with condition. You don't need these type of people around. People that want to help you with condition. Number two is the people that tell you no, you can't do X, Y, and Z without a solution. You could call these people Debbie Downers. People, just those type of people. You just don't need those two types of people. What I mean more in depth with help with condition 
is there's people along your journey that are going to love your energy, love your positivity, love your new wave, you could say, whatever you, however you want to deem it necessary for yourself. But there's going to be people that come along in your life and they're going to be like, I love what you're doing. Let me co-sign for you. Let me, let me put you on, they say, or <laughs> let me help you elevate. But there's always a catch. You know what I mean? Like, I'll help you do X, Y, and Z if you do X, Y, and Z. Or if you do this, I'll do that. It's always a tit-for-tat type conversation. You just don't need these people around unless it's actually mutually beneficial for both of both sides, both parties, for the end goal. They're simply put that way. So cut them off, ignore them, or whatever. You just don't need those people because down at the, the tail end of whatever conversation that starts off with is a negative aspect that could potentially bite you in the ass and expose ruin or just cause a huge hiccup in your journey once you're like 6, 8, 12, 14, 16 months into your new life journey. And the other other set of people you want to start to ignore or cut off are the people that tell you no without a solution, the Debbie Downers. And what I mean specifically with this is the people that are always shutting down your ambitions. Every time you get excited, you start saying, oh, next year I'm going to do this or I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. Like I'm a very ambitious person, and I'm a, I try to I'm a little I'm a little boy at heart. I like being a child. I like to keep, I like to keep my little my little person alive, right? Like that's who we try to stay kids as heart. That's how we stay joyful, stay happy. But as you go through your journey, you're gonna try to share some ideas with some people around you, and they're just not gonna understand. They're going, "No, you can't do that." No, you can't do this. No, you can't do that. And start paying attention to the people that are saying this around you because it's okay to hear these people for sure. But if they don't come with a solution afterwards, they're like, no, you can't do this, but how about you try this? Or if you can't do that, why not this? Or maybe listen to them as they say, hey, I don't understand what you're saying, but from what I do understand, what if you try it this way? There's always going to be like another aspect to the conversation than ultimately just shutting you down for no reason. That's just simply what it is because life's too short to have those type of people in your corner, to be completely honest. And cut them off, ignore them, find out ways to cope with them. However you see fit, do what you have to do with that. But that will that will alleviate so much extra time into your schedule to help you elevate your life rather than you sitting there listening to people just shut down your ideas because they simply can't hear it. That's just it. Last but not least, and this is my favorite, that is self-love and self-expression. You need to find out how you can self-love yourself, and you also need to figure out how you can self-express how you're feeling physically, emotionally, mentally, every other aspect you want to go through if you want to go spiritually. Depends on how, however, however it resonates with you, you just need to figure it out. My best piece of feedback, honestly, would be Remove any barriers that you think you do have on it, and you have to self-define this for yourself. I'm going to talk about self-love first, and then we'll talk about self-expression. Self-love to me consists of simply showering and cleansing my body the way I should, so exfoliating my body, using like actual good name brand body wash, not just whatever, like Axe body wash that was on sale at the dollar store or something. Shampoo conditioner. I have long hair. If you're watching the video, you can see it. Anyone that knows me, I have long hair. I got to take care of that. I can't just be using whatever's on sale, shitty product, whatever you want to, however you want to, however you want to explain it. Proper shampoo and conditioner. Biggest one for me learning as a self 
love ritual is proper moisturizers and that's like washing my face getting proper moisturizers for my skin if it's oily like i have some acne right now like finding out what works for me and actually taking the time for me to put myself through the revelations of cleaning my body exfoliating my skin putting the moisturizers on that's what i self-define as self-love me taking the time to do that another way you could put it as take like for me personally if it helps resonate with you to understand a little bit better would be self-love a definition that i've created is taking the time to in quotations increase the quality of anything in my life so what i mean by that is an example would be which i take great pride in this one is taking the time to make my espresso the way i want meaning i don't just have shitty espresso i go out of my way to go to a good coffee shop get some good espresso ground it the way i need into an espresso machine or espresso uh, kettle and then i take the time to froth my milk to get it all situated and then i make my i, I call them americanos there's a, there's a coffee shop i went to that me and emma went to not too long ago it was called a canadianano canadianano like i think that's how you pronounce it and it's uh espresso shots just and then the rest of your coffee mugs filled with coffee so as you can tell i like a lot of coffee but just taking the time to sit there and make sure my coffee is what i want that's self-love. I'm, I'm taking the time to go through his revelations, to make the milk the way I want to, to make the coffee the way I want to, and then I drink it together, right? Another way you could look at it is taking the time to, to quotations, decide my style or decide how I want to market myself or how I want to look. Like All of these small attention to details that you put into your day-to-day life to, like I said, increase the quality of anything in your life. That's considered self-love. So you have to self-define that. What works for me might not work for you and vice versa. The next one, which is my favorite, is self-expression. And I feel like this is just not talked about anywhere or like I've just never heard it. So if, if you've never heard about it, like really like reach out, let me know. Because I really want to get feedback on what people think about this aspect. Of, but self-expression is you just need to cleanse yourself mentally some way you just can't be a robot and autopilot and just nose the nose to the ground grinding all the time so what i mean by self-expression are ways for you to express yourself who are you how do you express yourself a big one for me is i like to be very aggressive so i take a lot of that out in the gym that's a form of self-expression that's me going to the gym Another way for me is like meditation. This is a self-expression for me. I like to lay down. I put a candle on. I like the smell of it. That resonates with me. It brings me into the moment. Okay, cool. I'm going to relax, tone down. And then I have my little, my little ritual that I do. This makes it seem like ritual, but my little my routine that I do, I should say. Another one is journaling. That helps me self-express. So like I have a routine that I do every morning. I try to go for at least a solid five days a week doing this journaling because some days it's just, you're human, right? You want to take the day off, you want to enjoy. Like sometimes on the weekends, me and Emma will wake up and just vibe, hang out in the mornings, chill. There's no need to put that extra pressure on controlling the outcome when you are controlling it when you need to. But journaling, I do that because I have a structure I follow in the morning. And then I have another aspect called brain dumping, which is just like if I have a lot on my plate, I'll just write, set a timer for five, 10 minutes write five ten minutes and just uncontrollably see what comes out uh scheduler for me is a way i self I, I like to self-express myself i like to stay on top of things reading's a big one i like audio books as of lately i have a couple hand books i like to do because the physical copy is nice but that's a way of self-expressing because you're mentally cleansing you're listening to a story or you're retaining something learning like i said working out is a way for me to get aggressive so that's a way of self-expression uh, for a lot of people 
Yoga mobility is a huge one for me. I just love doing those aspects. So all of these have allowed me to learn how to express not only like my negative emotions and how to understand them better, but also allows me to understand like all the happiness and joy I feel as well by balancing these two. Because like you get home after work and you have like quote unquote like seven to eight tabs open in your brain. You're in the present moment trying to have a conversation with say your significant other or your partner or you just get home from work. You're just having just having a conversation with whoever's in your house and you really can't be present in that moment because you're thinking about what happened at work. Thinking about three or four other conversations you need to reply to. You're thinking about your workout in the morning. Maybe you're thinking about your family or some other bullshit that's going on in your life. And long story short, you got like four or five to seven, eight, nine different tabs open in your head and it's hard for you to concentrate. So me self-defining self-love and self-expression and utilizing these tools has helped me understand my negative emotions and my positive emotions and create a very significant sense of self-awareness around these. And to be honest, for years I didn't understand these emotions and I always used to pair every emotion I got with a negative one or memories from my past and like just blame it on some something always negative and not really realizing. So this really helps you remove all that stuff, really shake up your mentality and really like see like, oh, I love this. This is how I feel. Oh, my partner loves this and I really don't really feel anything for that. But understanding the difference between the two and self-expression, understanding that maybe your partner likes to journal. Maybe I keep posting stuff on my Instagram and going on, hey, let's just journal. And you're like, man, fuck journaling. You know what I mean? So maybe meditation is your thing. Maybe meditation and journaling, you can say, go fuck yourself, and it's trash. But maybe you absolutely love reading. I have trouble reading. So there's our difference, but we're both self-expressing our emotions, right? So, again, as of everything I'm saying, you just need to let what I say resonate with what you have in your life and going on. And just stay disciplined. Create that accountability. You got your goal in mind. If you don't, go and create it. And, like, that's just it. Move forward. Let everything that that resonates with you resonate with you. Let it shift what it needs to shift so you can take control of your life and start elevating where you can. Things you don't understand, that's okay. That's going to come every single day. Life's going to throw you the kitchen sink. That's just what life is. Life is going to test you every single day. But That's why you go through revelations. And the biggest four takeaways that I just said, which are number one, accountability and discipline after you've got your plan. Number two is family or support group. Number three is the people that you need to cut out or be aware of. And number four is self-defining your self-love and self-expression. So let what you can resonate with what I said. Implement that during your 2022 journey of elevating your life and taking more of a control over everything. And just let's elevate.